Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Today is a club episode. That means it's people from the Discord group, private Discord group got going on the Creative Waffle Club. You can find that linked down in the description below if you want to join it. And today on the show we have myself, we have Christoph, Fred and Matt. Today on the show we talk about logo design books, we recommend our favourite books and there's handy links to all of these books that we mentioned on the show in the description of the podcast or at creativewaffle.club. Also, just before we start the podcast, if you do want to help out the show, I recommend getting tickets to our live show. In London, 15th of November 2019, we're putting on a live event, so go and check out the details of that down in the description, but I'm really excited for it, it's going to be the biggest day of my life, and I would love to see you there. So, check it out down in the description, £5 a ticket, very, very good price, a great value evening, and without further ado, let's get into the podcast. The recording, this is it, Logo Geek Book, Logo Book Geek Podcast, we're on. Uh, how, how's everyone doing? Fine, thanks, how are you? Yeah, very well, very well. We got here. We got uh, Christoph all the way from Belgium. We got Fred all the way from Vancouver, Canada. He's <laughs> normally from Belgium. Uh, we got Matt Roberts all the way from England. Well, same, very close to me, probably. Where are you again, from Matt? I keep forgetting. Cheshire. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Okay. Right. Who wants to start then? Who wants to start with their, their logo books, their recommendations? Well, Mark, why don't you start? <laughs> Yeah, I can do. I can do. I feel like the guests should start. But I can do. Cool. All right. Well, I'll start if you want me to. Uh, well, the first one is a very shiny one. I don't know if you. I don't know if uh, anyone's seen this before, but it's "Make Enemies Gain Fans." Um, it's by Snask, the, uh, the Swedish design agency, and it's uh, it's an awesome book about their story, about who they are, um, about them studying in England, and uh, I just really like the layout and design of it. It's a real introduction to them as an agency. They're seen as the fun agency. They're seen as the people that um, are leading the way in, in design um, in the studio sort of uh, mentality and how to be a fun, creative studio um, and, and go on all these cool trips and travel around the world and speak, doing speaker events and things. Um, but yeah, they're a really, really cool agency in Sweden. So it's a great book about their lives and how they got to open their own studio. It's got some cool quotes, some very ballsy statements in there. Um, things that uh, are quite frowned upon sometimes and it's uh, nicely designed, nicely laid out and just, um, yeah, it's a really nice start to the aut- an autobiography. Has anyone else read this? No. What's, it, what's it called? Uh, make Enemies Gain Fans. Gain Fans. Make Enemies and Gain Fans. It's a nice gold shiny book just for those audio listeners. Um, but yeah, it's just complete, the cover and back's just completely shiny for gold. Uh, yeah. but by Snask, the Swedish design agency. There you go. Um, yeah, I recommend it <laughs> if anyone hasn't read it. Uh, it's their work only, or is it a, a compiled book from from other designers from Sweden, or only uh, their own uh, portfolio work? Let's say. Yeah, it's only their work. Um, okay. So it talks about stories and and uh, more about their work and different projects that they've worked on and how they yeah. did. It. Uh, so it's just an autobiography, sort of, sort of their work, and talks mainly about their, them setting up an agency and what their sort of work ethic is like and what their mentality is like 
and the back has got a Snask manifesto uh, written on written on gold paper as always. Uh, first couple of things it says: don't like your work, quit. Uh, but obviously these are go they go into detail about all these points in the book. Um, so you don't like your work, quit. Uh, if you love someone, let it show. Uh, generosity always pays itself back. Uh, always achieve greatness yourself before pointing out the faults and mistakes of others. Bureaucracy is spelt <laughs> you're crazy. Uh, talk talk with clients as you talk with your family, friends, and pets. And then it goes on to list a few more. But it's a really, really cool um, sort of mentality towards design. And it's a bit of a different outlook. Okay, nice. Never heard of them, to be honest. So it could be interesting to yeah, take a look at I've never come across either. Yeah, I mean, it, we were going to do this book share thing, but I mean, it's, like you say, it's too expensive really to share books and send them across the city. You might as well just order them from Amazon, but um, <laughs> I would send it to you if we ever meet up. I'll just give it to you. But um, yeah. The, Fred, do you want to go next? Okay, so the first book I want to share is um, Now Try Something Weirder. I've already recommended this on my Instagram, I think. Um, and like, it's, it's a funny book as well. Um, so so basically it's compiled of, I think it's something like 233 notes um, that uh, Michael Johnson wrote when he was backstage. Um, and then of course he refined it and made it into a book. I think he has two other books. Um, Kisof or anyone know the other? Yeah, uh, Branding in Five and a Half Steps. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the third one, I don't know the title, but I know that it's a yellow cover. <laughs> yeah. I'm not uh, sure what the title is, to be honest about it there, but... Yeah, so he describes other people's work in here, his own work, um, then some funny stories, um, and then tips for client meetings and stuff like this. And then, for example, I'll take one that I highlighted here was note 128, um, and it says, keep asking away. Organizations, companies, and individuals are all good at telling what they do, and then... Um, he goes on and talks about why, why are you here, what's your purpose. So um, it has a bit of a deep dive, but it's more surface level stuff. Um, but it's an interesting read. I'll just show you. Nice. Yeah, so I think that's one of my most recommended books. Um, and it's for all like starters, medium and advanced people. So I think everyone could gain, gain something from it front to back or is it something you could pick up from chapter to chapter or yeah you can pick it up from any part it doesn't matter there's no logic like there's no chronic chronic chronological uh, order yeah, yeah <laughs> you know what i mean um and yeah you can pick it up from anywhere and yeah it's, it's a great book that's pretty cool what's the best thing you learned from it um well i kind of like i highlight everything um so i I don't need to memorize it. I just look back at it before I do some work. There's a lot of portfolio tips in here, definitely, that will help me, especially, um, and about going freelance and stuff like this. Um, for example, one of the portfolio notes I have here, um, excuse my language, but it says, what the fuck have you been doing if in five years' time you still have nothing new in your portfolio? So um, I think this might be interesting for maybe someone um at like a mid-level stage where they still have some of their student work when they're five years in um in their portfolio so, mm. so stuff like that but i think um i don't know what's the main point i've learned from it but i constantly refer back to it if i need to yeah i have read the book as well um so i can also 
talk a little bit about it if you want. Basically, yeah. the book um, is divided in, in chapters that contain only uh, two pages. So every chapter, it's not really a chapter, it's just yeah, one, one title with maybe 100 words, picture next to it. The, the book, only, it just contains small snippets of information or small pieces of information um which uh, the author gained yeah through his yeah, experience and throughout his career sometimes it's something rather playful something it's something really informative um i remember for example part where he talked about yeah being very aware about what your clients say uh, say during uh, the meetings there was one project i forgot the title exactly but what happened during that meeting apparently um they were talking about it and the author asked the yeah their clients so basically this word or or your project stands for what and his clients just replied with yeah the name of the project is and like i don't know confident or um open-minded stuff like that and the author so also the designer he built the entire identity around yeah brand is and then a word that the client uh said, said during that uh conversation uh, so that is something that i captured from it it's pretty logical that when you have a meeting with your client that you're listening to it but what the author wanted to say is that sometimes the answer is right in front of you and sometimes it can be simple and good. And so, yeah, that's something uh, which I, yeah, caught from, uh, from that uh, chapter. Matt, have you read it also or not? No, I've not, no. Nice. Did you think you'd pick it up? Probably. I'm, I'm, I've never been a big, a big, big reader. I like taking my content in through visuals. Um, I learn so much more through seeing than reading. <laughs> I've got a very short attention span um, when it comes to reading. Yeah. <laughs> it's very if it's a picture book I'm there <laughs> <laughs> no it's the same here. I mean mine's always been more, more podcasts and, and audio books so I, I tend to if there's an audio book I tend to that first but that book now, uh, now try something weirder uh, is the title it's like 100 words so even if you have yeah. a short attention span you can read yeah, even five uh, chapters maybe even one but I have to say that if you are really looking for a book that gives you a lot of value or a lot of insights, I would not consider that book, although it's quite fun and easy to read. And there are some interesting pieces, but it's not in a constant way. I mean, right. some chapters were interesting for me, but it's of course possible that they're not interesting for you because you already know them or yeah, it's, it's nice to read. Yeah, I found that with the James Victoria books as well. They're they're very short and easy to read, but uh, the, the value is really what you you read into it. So you've got short short chapters, and then you have to look into it and, and try and dig a few things out that might be relevant to you. But um, right, next next one, uh, Matt, have you got your first book, and then we'll go back to Christoph. Uh, my first one is Draplin's uh, probably a book that everybody's um, read. Um, but what I love about it is it's the, the story of his life, where he's come from, how he's got to where he is. But I also love the insights into some of his earlier design work before the digital stuff and also the spreads from his sketchbook. So one thing I always like seeing from other designers is their sketch works, the, the preliminary process that they've gone through to actually get to where 
their final final outcome has come to. It's always nice to see how much or how removed it is from the original ideas. And there's just pages and pages of sketchbooks. And then there's also a few of the actual, it's actually got a project, not start to finish per se, but you, you've got the steps from the beginning to the end. So you can kind of see where the ideas come from and how it developed to where it actually was implemented by his clients. And then all the stuff he obviously does with his tour, his tips, his tricks. It's just one of those books that you can pick up. It's a nice reference book to see the the bold imagery, what he's known for. It's something that you can just pick up and, and flick through a couple of pages um, and you can kind of get a grasp of what's being said in the information by looking at what's on because a lot of his stuff tells a story through the design work and because it's a book that he's designed and put together, everything tells a story. And it's just, it's just nice seeing the, the full spreads of everything for Union. Um, it's nice seeing those spreads for absolutely everything to see. And I suppose that's where the title comes from. But it's nice just having a look behind him. He's very open with his life and where he comes from and what he does. But it's nice just having a quick flick through just to see some of it in principle and the actual application of it. Because it's a lot of people are very much sayers, but they're, they're not doers. Whereas this is a book that kind of demonstrates the full process that he goes through and it definitely shows that he's a doer as well. Nice. Yeah, I think we've all read that one, haven't we? I didn't. <laughs> no, <I> really? <laughs> but I, of course, know uh, Aaron Draplin. I mean, I think almost every designer knows him. I know his work. I saw his videos on YouTube, so I'm definitely familiar with who he is and uh, his work. But I don't own the book. Um, but, I mean, yeah, his work is great. Uh, he has a very specific style, also very colourful, combined very bold shapes, very bold um, yeah, lines, etc. So it's very um, uh, recognizable, very distinctive style, um, which, which is good. I, of course, depends on what project you're working on, but if you see his work, you know, well, that is something that uh, Aaron Dreadman made. Yeah, I mean, it, the book's the book's very similar to all of his talks. You can uh, you can see yeah. his personality, but it goes a bit deeper in the book. You know, I learned a lot of stuff from the book that I didn't know in person. Um, from sorry, from watching the videos or speaking to him in person, it's it's uh, yeah, it goes a lot deeper into it, and it's a real nice record of who he is. Uh, so definitely recommend getting it. Uh, Fred, have you read it? Yeah, I, I do need to read through it again, but I think that was my first book I got. Yeah, Aaron's a great guy. Like, I, I love his work. Like, I think it's in the book as well, he sort of mentions that the fact that it's not, his style isn't him. It's not his, you know, it, it's all of the stuff he's looked at and the junk and stuff, and he's gone around and finding these older yeah. designs that he's built his personality from. All these junkin' trips. So cool, he does, he shares this stuff. And all those patches he finds around, around his workshop and all that kind of stuff. Christoph, do you want to share your first book? <laughs> yes, of course. I have many books. <laughs> um, but I, So for people, if people don't know, you're the logo book guy. I'm the logo book guy, exactly. I've been trying to get some informative books um, because I obviously have a lot of yeah, gallery books, so that just shows logos. But if there is one book that I can highly recommend, it's 
this one called Process Visual. Okay. I don't know if any one of you know the book. I haven't. No, I've not seen it. It's well, it's not that it's uh, not that uh, cheap. I have to say. Uh, I think if you want to buy it, and if you're lucky, you can get it under one hundred dollars. So it's the expensive end. But I got it cheap. <laughs> I got the tricks right. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is the book without the dust jacket. So you have the dust jacket, and this is the one without the dust jacket. So I think this book is is it's really great. It's it's actually the best book I've ever ever read on how to design a visual identity from start to finish. And even the first chapter, I'm just looking for it. It really explains yeah how you need to begin. It's in three languages, by the way. So it's in English, uh, German, and French. So I don't know if you can see it, but it starts with um, background and thoughts. And it covers also six uh, brand identities. So the brands Gillette, Bremer Spark, Elf, also G Feller, London Electricity Board, and uh, Lan Chile, the uh, airline from Chile. And even the first chapter, so by Gillette, even if you have that piece of content, it's it's the best piece you'll ever read. <laughs> uh, if you're into yeah, creation of visual identities from start to finish. So first of all, it starts with the background and the tasks. So it gives you a little bit of information, tells you yeah, what you should do. So just get some background information. Uh, second step is statements of objective. So as the title says, um, the author explains here, yeah, how you can create a statement of an objective. And he explains it in, in two different categories. So there is um, one thing that a logo or brand should radiate, distinguish it. It's so radiate, it needs to be international, it needs to be modern, qualitative and precision. And the second part is that it also needs to express something uh, for example, elegance, lightness in its call, ability to be noticed, timelessness, and simplicity. Now, these words are, of course, uh, examples for the Gillette brand. So if you do your own project, yeah, the characteristics will, of course, change. But uh, it's very well explained how, yeah, how he got to, to uh, these terms, actually. Mm. Uh, then the third step is the inventory. So what they did here in the design process they gathered all the packaging together. Of course, this is a book from 1960, maybe. Wow. So, digital was <laughs> nowhere around. Yeah. Uh, like, um, but, I mean, it's obvious you need to create some sort of inventory to see, okay, what does the brand already look like? What do they have? But here, they really show that, um, yeah, even although you might think that the brand is consistent in its visual identity, it's not always the case. And that's why you need to create an inventory to really get an entire overview um, yeah, about the actual uh, status of the visual identity. Um, fourth step is draft. Again, very straightforward. Looks good, that. Creating sketches, indeed. Uh, keeping into account the uh, objectives that were uh, stated previously. So that's also something that comes Back in the book, he always refers to the previous step that um, yeah was done to make sure that you keep a track on uh, or that you stay on the good track uh, when you create your your logo for the client and the entire process. Of course, step five is narrowing down the selection. So here they picked yeah nine of their best solutions. You can see that they even went further 
they um, also adjusted the thickness of the lines. Mm. Uh, here you can see many versions of the same ID. Um, it's very common, I think. I think that every designer does it. Uh, you have an ID, you create it, you try to make it better, improve it, make some small adjustments. Um, but this book, yeah, it's, it's very simple and well explained, of course, in this book, but this book really shows why it's important to go step by step and not try to force yourself to get a good idea from yeah, one minute to the other. Uh, it's really something that needs to grow. And that is something that becomes very clear in this book. Then the seventh step from this chapter are the colors and their effect. So very basic, again, just take the design which you liked, uh, which you think is the best, and then create different color variations. Then next step, typeface and combinations of the variable. That's a strange word. Um, trying combinations with your fonts, uh, trying mm. different layouts as well, how it works horizontally, how it actually, yeah, how you should nor normally do it. Uh, also here with a background, again, small, yeah, big yeah. kind of colors. So here you can see the steps that they mentioned about the colors combined with different um, typefaces and combinations of how you place your uh, elements and your text. And afterwards, the ninth step testing for effectiveness. So the yeah, very simple stationary that is visible right here. Uh, here on the other side, packaging. So just seeing how it works. Of course, nowadays we do it with a website or maybe an application. So it will look a bit different. And then here, these are two two examples that they so not finalized, but it's just. Um, a next step in testing the logo, how it works on packaging, making slight changes. So what they did here, here they put the logo in big on it and the product itself, aftershave, smaller, but the emphasis is in this design put on the brand or the brand name. And on the other example, they've placed the logo above or on top and the name of the product in the colored bar which uh, puts the emphasis, of course, on the product, which they decided was a better option. Uh, and here on vehicles, uh, buildings. So it's just an extension of yeah, creating mock-ups, actually. That goes really in-depth then. So they do, they do all those steps for each different case study? Yeah. Some of them are, are slightly different, but right. they basically explain for six different projects how they have... Yeah, started so from zero to what has become. Um, and I remember before I found this book, I was really looking for something like this just a book that explains very well, very clearly, and also very concise mm. uh, how you just create a visual identity or even a logo. Um, because I felt that, or I feel like there are not a lot of books like that, or there are not a lot of good tutorials that really explain it as uh, in a way that it's explained in, in this book. It brings value for everyone, of course, but if you are a very experienced designer, you have 10 years of experience, 20 years of experience, it's maybe less interesting because you already have your own um, um, how should I say, your own way of working. I have only five years of experience, which is not a lot. I am looking at an, an entire life, of course. 
Um, but I found this very interesting. Uh, you can pick up some small parts or small elements that you might forget when you're working. Or even if you're um, doubting about the way you work, sometimes you have your own way of working, but you're not really sure if that's yeah, how it should be done. Um, yeah, it, it really helps this book. So I would definitely suggest uh, to get this book if you are just a bit uncertain or maybe even if you are just start, uh, starting because it gives you a very good guideline actually to, to start with. Of course, the price is a bit high. Uh, I have been thinking about um, yeah, creating some content about this book, so maybe I just need to do that for everyone out there who is interested in this um, because the value that you can get from this book is really, really amazing. Where, where did you get it from? Yeah, it was a bit uh, I got it from a Belgian second-hand bookshop, I think. I think mm -hmm. I paid 20 euros for it. Wow, okay, that's good. And what's that bookshop called? <laughs> <laughs> if, there's <laughs> one, if there's another spare book in there, uh, can you pick me one up? <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it's Belgian, so that's, um, that's the link that I had. Of course, you, Fred, as well. Um, but if, yeah, if someone's interested in a book, um, I, I try to help them. I try to find the cheapest one also today. Uh, somebody contacted me. He said, yeah, I'm going to buy the entire, uh, the entire, um, collection of the trademarks and symbols of the world by Franco Grishi or, or Franco Maria Grishi. I'm not sure if that's his name, but those books cost like 100 or 150 euros per piece contains out of 11 uh, volumes. And he asked, hey, do you want to buy my other volume so I can buy the entire set? Uh, I found them for uh, $1,000. And I was like, what, are you crazy? I found it for 600 euros. <laughs> <laughs> buy that one. So he bought it. <laughs> like Chris Logston, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no way. He's awesome. Yeah, he is. So um, I, I knew it could, uh, it could be bought cheaper. So I just helped yeah. him. I was like, man. This is almost half of the price, just get that one. Um, <laughs> if people are interested, I mean, that's also why I started Logo Books, out of, of course, my own interest for, for logos mm -hmm. and books, um, but also to give people ideas about yeah, what books are out there, but also to help other people, um, because sometimes it's just not easy to find yeah, a certain price. Um, so yeah, you're always free to ask me, of course. Um, I'm not saying that I will always find it cheaper, but... I often do. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really cool book. Actually, the thing is with 70s books and older books like that, it's really hard to pick up and find, so they are more expensive, um, which is a shame because it looks like an amazing book. And I think, to be honest, I think learning from those sort of eras of design is actually a lot more valuable. Learning from the people like Paul Rand and um, Sol Bass, I think that's a lot more valuable than learning from people these days because they've got, they're, they're, they're the original founders, they're the original pioneers of design. I think, I think that's, their process is still stand the test of time their logos still work today um so i, th I think it's, it's worth learning from them if you can exactly what i also like about those books they are just simple i mean and not not simple in a bad way but really a uh, simplicity i'm a big fan of simplicity also yeah. just in my i don't like 
I don't like it when stuff gets complicated. Uh, when things get complicated, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's also something that I really like about these books because nowadays, yeah, people say, oh, you need to be online and you need to about your brand, which is true. Uh, true, but I mean, even if there were ten people who worked for me, I could even give them more work. Uh, <laughs> So I just do everything by myself. And yeah, that's why I really enjoy these older books. They're just simple, straightforward. They don't make things complicated. Things don't need to be complicated. What I really like about them. Nice. Matt, have you, uh, have you read any of those sort of older books? No, um, I've, I've read through the Trademarks and Symbols volumes one and two. Um, but those are, they were some online copies, um, not quite the same as actually physically holding the yeah. book themselves. Um, that that book we were just looking look, showing then looked incredible. Um, the the depth that it went into, it's it's something that I'm definitely going to have a look into myself now, just to see if I can hunt down a version. It's definitely worth it. Would there, would there be a way we can like republish it somehow? <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be. Maybe we we'll have to look into the rights. So, yeah. Well, but... what sort of other legal legalities of of getting a book redone if if we remake it. Also, is there like because it's so old? Is there is there like a, a point where it becomes okay? You can do what you want with it. Uh, I think there is, but with books, I think it gets uh, it needs to be fifty years older, and then it's okay. I think republish uh, books. It should be fine, I think, uh, but I don't know exactly how it works. So, was nearly yeah. there then. It's only fifty years old. We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Mark, let's start. <laughs> you take. If you send it to me, I'll redraw it all. I'll make it all again. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how it goes. Um, no, Fred, have you read any older books like that? No, no, not yet. Yeah. That one's interesting. I think I'm going to pick it up. But first, I need to get the money to be, <laughs> to be able to pick a book up like that, just like that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. That's the thing with design books. They're so expensive. Uh, especially the, the nice, big, chunky ones like that. Um, I've got a couple of Paul Rand ones, which I bought on eBay just out of recommendation, and they were they were they're expensive, but they're very much worth it. Um, although Paul Rand wrote he, the way he writes is in a really weird way. It's it's like old English, so it's sort of it's a bit strange. I can't, it's hard to understand sometimes. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, like, um, I just picked up a, like my Kindle, like I bought a I bought Eli Altman's book, um, How to Run a Studio or something like that. But I just can't read on the Kindle. Like it needs to be a hard copy book. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's it's just weird reading on a Kindle, or I don't take as much value, and I can't like. Um, I wouldn't rip out pages, but I would highlight and put post-it notes and like scribble all over the page, which I can't do on a Kindle. Which sucks. Yeah, that's definitely something to reconsider. Like to to uh, to consider when you when you're buying a book. I always like audio books, but then like you say, you can't unless you take notes you, you can't really write in it or, or make a make a note so what i did for one book was i listened to the audio but whilst reading natural copy so it was like a, a pacemaker as well because it made me yeah. speed up reading um and also just like the author reading it to me so it's, it's really cool um, but you have to pay twice then if you want the audio that is correct that is correct but i did get a lot of value out of it and it is a book that i i, I felt like i can understand it more it's like even in school back in school when we were learning about animal farm and uh, what was it one uh, of mice and men when the teacher was reading it to us we were reading through it but I can still remember that book today because we I had both I had the audio in my ears and also I was, re- I was reading it in my mind 
I'm sure that's there's something there with with reading it twice. Yeah, it'd be cool if when you buy a hard copy book, they also include an audio version. Yeah, if I ever release a book, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's worth it. I think it's it's good Stop. for. You need to add that to your book. Yeah, oh, no, it's a logo book. Yeah. Yeah, it's a logo book. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we need to make a list uh, afterwards from every book we mention, I think. It would be easier for everyone of us, also for the listeners and the viewers. Uh, who's next? Who's next? Have we done all, have we all done one book? Yeah, <laughs> you are. Second go. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned books that you make notes in and, and write a lot in. This was one book I did that in. Uh, it's called Work for Money, Design for Love. I'm sure people have heard me mention it before. It's David Airy. Uh, I interviewed the bloke, and he's he's cool. He's top top-notch guy good designer he's recently written a book called identity designed as well which is pretty similar to the one actually uh that you mentioned christoph so actually it might be worth getting that i don't think it goes into as much process um detail as yours does but um it answers a lot of the big questions about branding projects and stuff like that so if that might be a good new alternative to the one that you've just mentioned okay identity designed by david airy but this one yeah work for money design for love i think it's like the bible for any new designer out there i think if you if you just start in your career this is the one to get. You must pick this up. It goes through everything, um, literally everything uh, that you can think of when when designing. Uh, sorry, when starting your design career, from from. Uh, on, let me read the contents to you. I'm just trying to find it. I haven't read it in a while. But uh, yeah, essential traits uh, to finding a niche uh, to I don't know working directly to a subcontract, uh, for self-employment pros and cons, planning for success, uh, naming yourself. Designing for other people, identities, uh, working from home versus renting the office space, and each of those chapters that uh, breaks those down into different places, uh, different things. Uh, launching your online presence, and that goes into your basic needs 101, hard won lessons, uh, treating competitors as allies, so not comparing yourself to others, which is a thing that I need to reread. Marketing yourself and finding good clients. Uh, what else? What else have we got? Legalities and and stuff like that, which a lot of books don't talk about the legal side of logo designing and what well, just design in general. So it's nice that this mentions it. Um, pricing your work, which is a couple of pages on. Sorry, Fred. What are the differences between that book and the other book that he has? I think logo design love, or that's his book, right? Yeah. Yeah, logo design love. I haven't actually read it, but from the okay. blog that he had. So it's, it's ba- I'm pretty sure it's based on a blog. Um, which was logo design love and that's uh goes into detail about sort of big rebrands and it's basically a design news blog um, but okay. also goes back into historic rebrands so i think it's it's different um whereas this is more of a guide and logo design love yeah. i think i haven't read it though i think it's more of a look back at design work um, has anyone here read it matt Chris? no i'm not ready now no okay. the reason why i haven't read it is because um i'm very allergic let's say to books that contain titles like that (laughs) (laughs) i i I often think that a title is more interesting than the entire book uh it's just a thought i never read it so it's yeah i i i I actually have no right to speak but that's just the way my mind works uh what about this one you read this one no no i haven't i haven't because for me, if I read the title, okay, work, uh, what, is, what is it work for? Work for money, design for love. Love, I'm like, okay, I get that. <laughs> and then I... <laughs> that must be Bel- something Belgium there. Is that, something, something to the Belgian spirit. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just them. It's, um, it's a quality book that I definitely recommend it. 
Uh, I'm not sure he's got an audio book, but he, he definitely should do an audio book of it. Uh, what do you, what, Matt, have you read it? No, I've not, no. No. It's, uh, yeah, it's, good. it's quite a cheap book as well. Uh, it's, well, it says $34 here, but I'm pretty sure it's cheaper than that on, on Amazon now. It's probably around the $20 mark. Um, for that price, I think if you can get a book for that price, it's probably a steal. I mean, books are so that, that, that especially secondhand, even there'd be a fiver on eBay, you'd be able to find it easily. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it's a really, really good book. So you can go to workformoneydesignforlove.com uh, to find more about that if that's still available, that website, or just find it on Amazon. Um, I'll leave a I'll leave a link to the books down below. Um, there'll probably be affiliate links, but uh, <laughs> uh, leave a link down below just if you want to help out the podcast. But um, if not, I can leave links to the titles as well, so you can just copy and paste the title into Amazon, so you don't give me any money. But yeah, nice. <laughs> Uh, I used to I used to be very skeptical on buying secondhand books, but Christoph, like I think he sent me a message like the amount of money you can save by just getting secondhand books is incredible. So I think I'm gonna give it a go. Yeah. I just like I just God knows like <laughs> how they treated that book. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give it a try because I need to try some. Yeah. I need to try saving some uh, money. I just uh, secondhand books for me are always always amazing. Um, you, it's so like you say, so so much cheaper. One of the sort of best examples of that was this one, Pentagram Marks, four hundred, whatever it's called, four hundred marks and logos. A uh, little red book by Pentagram is really really rare, and uh, it goes for like over a hundred quid. Or I think it's like eighty to over a hundred quid on Amazon. I found it for thirty quid on eBay, and it, mm-hmm. it is a logo gallery book, so there's not much value in it, but. Pentagram obviously being one of the best agencies out there. Yeah. Um, it's got quite a few marks in there that you can look at for inspiration. Uh, one of the books I had on my list for a long time. Yeah. Christoph, you must have this one. I don't because it's hard to find and I don't want to pay $400 for it. I found it for <laughs> No, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Check their website for their work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pinterest. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, work for my design for love. Definitely recommend that one. That's that's my next recommendation. Uh, what about you, Matt? What's your next book? Next one is the monstrosity that is um, logo modernism. It's um, is a gallery book, so like Mark was saying, there's not much value from it in terms of <laughs> giant, but in terms of the information that's in there visually is second to none. It's it's the like logo gallery book to get, isn't it? Yes, yeah, very much so. Um, and it, it's just one that every project, it's one just crack out. If you want to just flick through, it, it's quite an easy one to find what it is you're looking for in there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely um, one up there on my recommendations for what to get. Um, You'll have to get a bigger shelf, but yeah, it's definitely worth it. It's not on your shelf. It's need, it needs to be on your desk. <laughs> um, to, to add on that, uh, Matt, um, I obviously, of course, also have a book. I think a lot of us have that book. Um, but there is a bit of information in it, uh, which is very good. It's true. The, the book contains more than 6,000 logos. Uh, but in the beginning, you get a small well, a small piece. I think it contains 20 pages of A3-sized uh, text. So it's not... A, not uh, little, um, but it explains the history of uh, logo design, 
um, and it started with um, yeah, branding people, I think, or animals or, or products during uh, the medieval century, something like that. And, and also when um, soldiers were going to war back then, uh, the knights with their swords and their, um, their shields, um, every shield was yeah, colored or painted or they, they had a certain pattern to recognize from yeah, which country or which uh, enemies you were fighting so that you were not uh, killing your own people, let's say. <laughs> um, so that's very interesting to, to see as well and to read. Um, so you get an idea of yeah, how logo or, or branding started. And um, in between the pages, you also get some projects that are highlighted. So there they explain a bit more about, um, I think, eight projects um, where they explain a bit more about the entire visual identity. So they give you the logo, they give you a poster, a uh, bit of explanation also, of course, who designed it, uh, the idea behind it as well. Then at the back of the book, I think there are uh, eight designers who are featured separately as well. Uh, you get a bit of more information, in-depth information on those designers and also on their work. So I think it's awesome book if there is one logo book that i would recommend to get uh, it's yeah logo modernism and uh, the value that you get from from it also the amount of logos for the price it's 50 euros which is the most expensive one because i can all also find the book for 40 euros uh, so it's definitely not expensive and you get a ton of uh, information very very good logos um, so yeah, very happy that you brought that book up, Matt, because it's it's really some uh, it's really a book that everyone needs to to see uh, and needs to have actually if mm. you're into logo and uh, brand design, of course. Yeah, um, I'm sure you, you've probably found the same, Christoph, that you've had people ask when you've done a video on it. You've had people ask for a PDF of it. There's <laughs> <laughs> so many people asking that. No, it's less. But um, yeah, when I started. I, when I uploaded that video almost every day, do you have a PDF or on the pictures that I post from it? Do you have a PDF? I'm like, oh, I don't have a PDF. <laughs> it's really worth money. And then people reply, but yeah, I'm from India or, or Pakistan. I understand if you live in, in the exotic countries, uh, let's say, it's not always easy to get a book over there or the price. I mean, the 50 euros for for us is, of course, not as, not as much as 50 euros is for yeah, people living on the other side of the world yeah. uh, but there is a great alternative um online so it's free of course you need to pay your internet but <laughs> everything else is free it's a website it's called logobook.com it's uh, not yeah yeah it's not my website um but it's it's a great great uh, resource online completely free so if you don't have the money to spend on books just go to logobook dot com it's amazing you should uh you should have an affiliate link or something you should do like a partnership with them it's <laughs> link for something that's free yeah i don't know, I don't know. you should do like a partnership <laughs> or something with them. You should do, yeah. yeah it could be interesting today. who knows um but yeah it, it's really surprises me how little people know about that website every time that i send that website to people they thank me like a thousand times you're like oh my god where did you find it i was like well, here it is. <laughs> there you go. It's yeah, it's a beautiful website. You can select logos by uh, letter, 
by uh, shapes of stars, trees, uh, natures, um, bricks, spirals, um, yeah, everything. It's very, very good. Yeah, yeah, I've used that a couple of times. It's a very handy website, very handy indeed. Um, uh, Matt, have you got any more more like, points to make on that book, or anything else that you picked up from it, or um, that you want to mention? Um, finish that one off with hitting the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crystal's done a great job of that. Fred, have you got any points to make? Uh, no. You read it? Have you got the book? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It takes way too much space. But, so it doesn't. It doesn't really fit on my shelf, so I need to put it on my desk. And like, I'm trying to like have this aesthetic desk setup but having that slapped on <laughs> doesn't look very appealing so whenever i need to take a photo of my desk or something it goes directly on the floor i used to put my uh, my mac underneath uh, the book underneath my mac <laughs> oh okay <laughs> it's just because it, it's such a big book it won't get bent or anything so it's absolutely fine it's just put, your mac yeah, on. Just put my iMac on top of it as well yeah yeah nice one all right uh, next book fred okay I'll go. Um, so Mark also said he had uh, read this book, Tech Perfection, um, by James Victory. He's a super cool down a guy, um, and he's super down to earth, um, which I really like. Um, some people might not like that, but um, that's his personality. Um, so the content in here is. Um, kind of inspirational content. I don't think you necessarily have to be a designer um, to read it. Um, I, I still think there's definitely stuff that you can um, pick up in here, but it is, um, I think he's a designer, so it's primarily written um, for someone who's a designer. So um, the first chapter is about his voice, um, talking about how his parents had an effect on him or how uh, potentially your parents may have effect in the field that you uh, work in, the creative field. Um, so then here are some of the um, chap uh, parts, subsections in the chapter. You don't fit in, in the particular lies the universal, you become who you pretend to be. So it's, it's a very kind of inspirational book. Second chapter is about fear. And then the third chapter is about start. Um, and I think that's the best chapter. Um, I think that's something I personally struggled with um, and I still struggle with is really starting. Um, and I think it was Matt who mentioned something. I wrote it down here. Um, shit, where is it? it was something like um, just start or something. It was something nice that you said. I wrote it down somewhere. Um, and I think he kind of uh, picks up on that as well, um, which is probably the most valuable part in the book. Um, and it's a, it's a quick read. It's an easy read. Uh, Mark said on his podcast he read it in a day. I think that's totally possible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely pick it up if you are looking for like uh, if you're having a downer or something like that. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it does pick you up a little bit. It's um, a little bit motivational. And it's sort of like conquer the world. <laughs> so that sort of uh, spirit. Yeah, um, very entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Have you read it, Matt? Um, halfway through. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those ones where there's so much to take away from it. But like Fred was saying, you can take away so much to apply to every area of your life. Fair enough, it's written from a creative point of view. But in general, the, the way he words things and, and actually the point that he's making is things that you can actually, everything in your life to make you, you, 
and and that's the beauty of who you are is you are you and stop pretending to be other people mm. and just chase after your own dreams chase after who you are and it's just something that the, the principles can be applied to everything yep yeah you're right there yeah uh christoph have you read it no i i even didn't knew uh, the book so no i've never seen it he's a he's a cool guy james Vittori. i mean he, he He's like that in person as well, I think. He comes across comes across as that sort of person. And uh, it's a book where I read it and I was like, okay, I actually want to know more about this guy because the, the way he thinks about the world is very sort of free and open. And it feels like that in the book when you're reading it. Um, it's quite a, quite an engaging engaging uh, personality. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to make, I'm just going to read this part uh, about James. So James is a, a, des a designer for bold believers, an advocate for creativity and an artist who's, Work has been ex exhibited at New York's Museum of Modern Art. He lectures and teaches regularly uh, around the globe, and he lives and loves and works in Texas. And he definitely has some Texan in his uh, in his spirit. Skillshare <laughs> yeah. is brilliant as well. His Skillshare course is brilliant. ah, so so oh, I haven't yeah, I haven't checked that out. Yeah, it's it's looking at typography and posters. Um, predominantly, but it's just it is like you say his personality just comes through in everything that he does. Yeah, that whole system of screwing with a man and kind of just doing whatever you want—that's it comes across in everything that he does. And it's just like I say, it just it's incredible to watch somebody that passionate about something, but that doesn't well probably the wrong way of saying it, but doesn't care about anybody else's thoughts or feelings. It's very yeah. him and it's about his art and what he wants to portray and how his personality comes across in it all. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And you can see that in the in the, the images that he uses as well. They're all very handmade, they're all I think they, he did them all. Like he, he sort of drew them or made them. Yeah, he did. Next book, Christoph. Um I'm I'm a bit doubting because I, I, I have quite some books uh, and I'm doubting to show you just a very good book but not cheap book or uh, I can also show you a book that is ridiculously cheap but it's exactly the same the very expensive book which could be interesting for more people uh, of yeah, course sure. so I don't know what you guys prefer you say it's, it's very cheap but it's got loads and loads of value yeah okay yeah, say that, yeah. So, then it's this one the cover, well, it's of course subjective, but the cover to me is hideous. <laughs> uh, so the title of this book is Trademarks and Symbols of the World by Yasaburo Kuwayama. Um, so it's a different kind of book. You did well with that name pronunciation. Yeah, so, yeah you nailed that uh, name pronunciation, yeah. A lot of <laughs> the title, Trademarks and Symbols of the World, but this one is by Yasaburo Kuwayama. Um, the expensive one is the um, the hardcover that is red, and uh, the red one is the second volume, and first volume is orange, I think. They cost the original ones cost like one hundred or one hundred fifty dollars per piece, but this one is exactly the same, and you can pick it up for five dollars. Oh, um, deal. Yeah. Why is this so cheap? Um, it is published by Rockport Publishers, uh, and it's um, a soft cover. The quality 
of yeah, the first page, let's say it's not yeah that good, but it, yeah, I mean it's decent, but yeah, not not um, the best, let's say. Um, but the book contains the exact same content. I mean, it looks like they just ripped out the uh, content of the original books and they just glued off their own covers. Um, no, but it's true, layout is exactly the same and the pages start where they start on the original books. There is no single logo missing. Um, and it's just a gallery book, but a very, very good one. And if you don't care about owning the original copy, I would definitely recommend to get this one if you're looking for a book like this, of course. Um, what is, or what, what can be a bit strange about these books uh, that are published by Rockport Publishers, there are four volumes. So you have volume one where they explain or that features the alphabet in design. The second one are symbolical designs, I think. And then you also have one that uh, shows pictograms. Um, and the fourth one, yeah, I'm not sure about it. Um, but as far as I know, the original ones only yeah, have two volumes. Um, so in some way, Rockport publishers managed to get four <laughs> uh, to get four publications. So maybe I'm missing something. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, very good book, very cheap as well. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in getting a book like that one, I would definitely recommend to take a look at uh, these books published by Rockport publishers, of course, with the not so great covers, but the content is great. I mean, <laughs> you you can see it. Uh, content is is yeah. I mean, you you need to love it, of course. Black and white logos, but I'm a big fan of black and white logos. Um, in my opinion, everyone should. Um, so yeah, the shapes, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all I can say about these books. They're cheap and great. What else do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Get it. That's a good. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I, I have because I've seen Yasabu. I can't pronounce his name. Yasabu. Uh, Kar, what's his name? Yasabu Kuwayama. <laughs> that's it. Uh, I've seen his. I've seen his books online, and everyone's trying to get the, the first edition ones, the, the you know the originals, um, the, the hundred dollar ones. Uh, I didn't realize they had a cheap version. Yeah, I have a great story though, <laughs> if, if you don't mind about yeah, it. Yeah. You, you have this one. Um, so of course this is the copy, but I also got volume one, the original one, uh, the hardcover. Um, but I bought it for one euro <laughs> online. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw it online and I was literally freaking out. I was like, what? This is impossible. It's not normal. <laughs> it costs only 100 or 150 euros or dollars. And I was... Yeah, it, it 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 looked like time stopped when I saw that book. I was like, it's impossible. And I was thinking, like, should I get it or not? And I was like, why am I even doubting? It's just one euro, just buy it. Yeah, absolutely. Shipping was, the shipping was, I don't know, eight euros. So that was even more expensive. Um, but when I got the book, I mean, I was a bit skeptical. I mean, I thought it was going to be the non-original version of course 
but I got the book, like the package, I opened it and yeah, I saw it was the original one. I was like, oh my God, this is what? Not... That's crazy. Yeah. That's so, a hell of a story. So sometimes, yeah, of course you need to look for it, but sometimes you can be lucky uh, and you can find those, uh, those hidden gems even online. That's amazing. What's the book called again? Just one more time. Trademarks and Symbols of the World. Trademarks. And then you have volume one and volume two. And Rockport Publishers also uh, published uh, volume uh, three and volume four. Nice, nice. I'm just looking up uh, on eBay, trying to see what the current going rate is. For one dollar, how much? Yeah, I want to look. I'm sure that if you look for these, you, I'm pretty sure that you can even find them for one dollar. Hey, there's a guy selling your one there. The one that's apparently a five dollar book. He's trying to scam people, and he's doing it for one hundred and forty-eight dollars. Yes, um, yeah. Of course, some people see this title and they just look it up and they see, oh well, I saw a book with the same title. It costs one hundred euros, so I'm also going to sell it. But they are selling the um, yeah, no one. So definitely look twice before you buy. Uh, it's true. I mean, that's how I do it. Uh, that's how I. Yeah some amazing deals i mean sometimes they are selling books um like there is one volume and two volumes and it's just one um one title but they sell uh, one title online i mean um, but they sell the two books together but it's for the price of one book mm. and it's not always like, but it's just a matter of you know reading actually reading <laughs> what you see and <laughs> Um, paying attention to what you buy and then that's how you or that's at least how I um, get some nice deals mm. yeah there's a I can see now the original ones the the pink and red volumes one and two yeah. uh, very expensive <laughs> there are a lot on eBay but the the cheapest one I've seen is 82 pounds yeah they, you can also find books online actually I'm not going to share the link but if you're tech savvy and you know how to use a computer, well, <laughs> they exist online. Wait, wait, you say you have a special link that you can't share? Well, I'm not going to share stolen books. I mean, <laughs> oh, stolen <laughs> books. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then, you're definitely going to find them. Uh, but, but I mean, why, why would you, why would you um, pick the PDF if you can get this one for $5? I mean, you're right, yeah. Hard, hardcover, always nice. The content is the same, it's just the cover that looks different, so, yeah. With, with the PDF version, you might as well just go to logobook.com. Exactly. Or you just get Logo Modernism, because Logo Modern, Modernism contains almost every logo that you can find in, in these older books. Um, so, yeah, the fact that I'm collecting all of these books is quite useless if I want to learn to know more work or new work because almost everything is logo modernism. Um, so that's also yeah, why I said previously that if you want to buy one book, one logo book, then you've got to get logo modernism because it contains almost everything. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, have you guys, have you, other guys been picking up uh, on this trend of getting this expensive design book by Yasaburu? <laughs> Uh, I got a couple, <laughs> but I yeah was lucky of course. Um, 
I didn't. Oh, look, hang on a if you type in his name, the first three videos, four, yeah, you see four my videos face. that come up are you. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I think I started the hype. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you did. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, but they're oh, great. Man. Look at this. Okay, so it says, you type in his name, it says, yes, because it, he's such an old guy, it says the author. And they've taken one of your thumbnails uh, as as the picture and used it as his name. So you're technically Yasubu Kawaiyama. You're the same guy. I reckon you are the same guy. You're just trying to sell your Green share this, Mark. Wow. Well, I don't look very Asian, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'll take it. I mean, his books are great, so. <laughs> Hang on. There you go. Can you see that? Yeah. Uh, your face is tough. Yes. Yeah. So there, there are the. Well, the title says the fake books from Yasaburo Koyama. Well, it's a review I made. Um, I explain a bit more in depth these two books, which I own. I just own uh, volume one and volume two. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they're definitely good. Yeah, yeah. But you are, I, yeah, you're him. There you go. I'm him. <laughs> well, everyone. Who it does look like that a bit. <laughs> My name is Christophe de Pelsenmark, so definitely not Yasaburo Kuwayama, just to make that clear. <laughs> sure that. Oh, crazy face. <laughs> uh, okay. if, uh, Sometimes I do that. For the only listeners, I've just zoomed in on a really funny picture of Christophe. Yeah, it's good questioning the fake books there. I like that. It's a good face. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you are him, I reckon. I reckon you're trying to sell your own books here. But anyway, I knew the original, and then I saw those books, and I was like, "What are those fake?" That was really my thought. Are those fake? So I just got them, and I was like, "Okay, they're just the same." So clickbait titles, I like it. It works in design world as well. But who sold it for? Like, what's that person? Are they not a designer, and they picked it up, and they were like, so they decided to sell it, or? Yeah, they must have picked it up and sold it for a pound or a dollar. Just or because. accidentally wanted to sell it for a hundred and then put a pound in it. Yeah, they listed it for the wrong price, yeah. <laughs> There's no way they would sell a book of that. That's just stupid, right? Or... You're talking about the book that I bought for one euro? Yeah. Well, um, I got it from a website. It's called Better World Books. Uh, and they are selling... Yeah, millions of books. And the copy that I got was from a library and they yeah, they just took all their books to Better World Books and the people at Better World Books, I guess, didn't took time to look up every book. So it's, it was just pure luck. I guess the, their workload was too much and they were like, let's just list every book from that library from, for one euro. Um, and that's how I found it. Um, so, yeah, it's so the current rate on that website is $73. They've obviously realized their mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's still pretty cheap though, right? That is pretty cheap. It is, but hey, for them, they're so big. For me, I, I want 100 euros. They, yeah, for me, 100 euros is a lot, but for a company like Better World Books, 100 euros, I mean, they probably make it in one second. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, who's got the next book? Who, how many have everyone done? Everyone has done two. So it's back to you, Mark. Thanks for keeping up the scores there. I like that. Uh, 
Okay. I'm going to cheat here. I'm going to recommend two books at once, but they are by the same author and they're the same series. So okay. it's uh, these two lovely, lovely books. They're um, nice covers. They've got foil on the front and everything. So I'm, I'm pretty, I like the foil covers, don't I? Uh, but it's called The Book of Ideas 1 and 2 um, by an author called Radim Malenik. And they smell really weird. Like <laughs> a really waxy book smell. And he did that on purpose because he wanted the, the user experience. Which is a great idea, right? <laughs> you got it. No, no, no. Oh, no. just smelt his book. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw Austin Cleon's book. Then I, I was thinking, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> no, no. They, I'll show you this in person. They do smell like really waxy. It's funny. It's like a, it's a funny weird smell, but it's memorable. That's the main thing. Like that's, that's what I wanted to go with. And the um, the main quote I've got a poster up there is everything's a work in progress. That's like one of my favorite quotes. And uh, I've got a big, big poster up there from the book. Um, but basically, it's uh, the first book and the second book. They're, they're a big uh, gallery of his work with quotes and, and uh, recommendations and um, advice and, on each page about different topics. So you've got uh, next to a piece of work or next to a couple of pages of his work um, and, and puts his portfolio. You've got a page just on advice about a certain topic. It goes nice and just nice and short little paragraphs, nice little meditations on um, on certain topics. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's really. And what's the price range of it? What, price range, go? price range is about twenty pounds. Um, I look up on eBay and Amazon, um, but yeah, they're 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 pretty cheap to get. There's only two, there's two of them at the moment. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a third one, um, but, but I did, I've done videos on them. And I've I've gone pretty much in depth on on the videos. So go and check those out and. Uh, yeah, it's it's worth picking up because it's nice if you're a, again if you're a beginning beginning designer or a new designer, it's a bit like the work for money design for loved one. They've got some some great thoughts and, and it'll open up your mind to some new ways of thinking about design and, and the the uh, whole career and um your, your future paths. So it's helped me a lot, and um, I've got to know Radim as a as a friend now. So it's nice to nice to be able to speak to him. He's a very open guy. So if you do read the books, um, do message him and say hello and say thank you uh, and whatever his advice but yeah that's all i can say really they're really colorful books um a little bit of brightness in your day go and pick them up uh who, who's next anyone anyone want to go <laughs> so matt hasn't got another one uh you need to buy some more books matt <laughs> oh, yeah, you know you know which ones you need to buy now spend <laughs> that 200 200 euro on yourself <laughs> already day. written down uh, don't you have any other books fred I have one, but it's I haven't totally read it, so um, okay. my advice isn't probably the best. But I've gone off other people's advice of getting the book, which is Douglas Davis's book. Ah, uh, yeah. Creative strategy and the business of design. Um, and I kind of started from the back of the book going forward because I read the first part of the book and I was like. No, no, I need it. I can't take that in yet. So, so I started at the back of the book, and it's surprisingly easier at the end. So, I'm gonna start there and work up to the front, which might sound really odd, but um, it basically it talks about um, providing strategy to clients along with portfolio um, work. And Douglas Davis is also a teacher and professor, so I think um, his advice would. Often definitely offer quite a lot of value for students um, and he's also 
uh, really reachable through Instagram. So if anyone was has any further questions about the book or something, you should probably go and ask him yourself because he's going to know his own book the best. But um, here's, I'm just going to name some of the content once again on the book. If I can open it with one hand. Um, matchmaking, so aligning target channels and messages. Um, selling without selling. Um, so basically preparing yourself for the present. Um, how to take a punch in the face as a creative. So basically that's on tips of surviving as a creative. Dragon slaying, which is successful managing a fear. Um, which is a really interesting chapter. Portfolios and stuff like that about um, portfolio work and that stuff. And then the whole first part and second part of the book is mostly about pitching and creative strategy, which I'm yet to learn about. Um, but it's definitely a book you can't read once. Uh, you'll need to read it at least twice to understand the book. It's, it's a hefty book, um, especially for uh, someone who's a beginner um maybe it's a bit too advanced for someone my level but um i think it will definitely help me once i have kind of improved and stuff like that has anyone else here had it uh i haven't christoph's gonna talk about it in a second i, I mean i don't yeah, just yeah. i'm gonna cut you off first though like yeah i think he's yeah i don't know i think he's got it he got it haven't you I mean, anyway uh that's because i mentioned that i think all of these books that um that we're mentioning a lot of them are books about other designers or from other designers sort of advice for uh to, to younger people or, or just um about their careers rather than it's either one of those either that or, or logo gallery books it's interesting that there isn't other like, there isn't many other books um that we're sort of types that we're recommending are there any other books out there apart from those sort of books i don't know so uh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't understand it well. So gallery books and the other type of books are which kind of books? Well, so we, we, at the moment we're sort of recommending uh, logo gallery books and then books that are written from a person's perspective about yeah. sort of advice, sort of sort of like on certain topics. Like they're very short pages yeah. about different topics. Yeah, I know one book. Uh, I haven't read it uh, entirely yet. Uh, it's called Brutally Honest by Emily... Go N, I think. Her first name is Emily, but I'm not sure about her uh, last name. Uh, and that book actually explains how to, yeah, to uh, create or to start and to run your agency. Um, but it is explained in such a way which I haven't read in any other book. It's very difficult to mm. understand, uh, especially for uh, me, <laughs> because I'm a non-native uh, English speaker. Right, right. This isn't uh, it's decent, but not uh, very sophisticated, let's say. So sometimes it's it's not that easy to understand. Um, but if you really want to grow your agency, uh, if you're like working with one or two people, uh, and you feel like you need to expand, I would definitely recommend that book uh, because it talks about things that I've never read or heard before mm. um, but it's I would more consider it to be a real business book but purely focused on uh, creatives um, of course the book that you just showed Fred is also a business like book yeah it is 
talks more about the strategic part that you can yeah. offer as a service. But the book, Brutally Honest, um, yeah, really talks about, it also talks about managing clients and stuff like that and how you need to manage or how you can manage uh, projects. But it also talks about the legal stuff. Um, but yeah, it's very, very well written. And if you if you are craving for a very decent, informative, good informative book that will definitely help you in building uh, or growing your agency. Um, I would definitely recommend that one. Nice. Oh, thank you for, uh, yeah, good recommendation. Um, I'm always interested in learning about other books that aren't, aren't really, follow, don't really follow the same pattern. Because like I say, we, we, we've pretty much recommended two, three types of books. So it's nice to see different ones. Uh, yeah, so, so you say you've, re- you've read uh, the one that Fred recommended there. Great. Strategy I, in the business of I, I, I haven't read it entirely and every time I read it, I read it in the middle of the night in my bed. So as Fred already said, it's yeah. not the book to understand, so you really need to be awake <laughs> when you're reading it. But like very, very awake. Um, but it's definitely a good book. But there are of course also a lot of um, videos out there. Uh, especially from the future. I mean, I think that almost everyone knows them. Uh, yeah. So listen or watch a lot of their content, uh, a lot of what they feature or cover in their videos comes back in the book as well. Um, so it's definitely, if you like the content of um, the future, you will definitely like the book because it gives you more in-depth sides of yeah, the entire story about strategy and stuff like that. Um, but as Fred said, it is, um, it's a bit more advanced. So um, if you're interested in strategy and stuff like that, it's definitely something that's um, a book that I can recommend as well. But as Fred mentioned, you will need to read once, twice, three times, and probably also four times as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I've, I've seen it recommended loads of times, and there have been loads of affiliate links flying around on the internet uh, to that book. But um, I haven't actually read it. Uh, it's one one side of the list, definitely. Uh, Douglas seems like a really uh, interesting guy. Have you chatted with him yet, Fred? Or not? No, no, not yet. That's yeah. on the twelfth. I have a interview with him, so it should be really interesting. I've talked with him a lot over Instagram, but um, I think I'm gonna try and ask him some questions, um, such as like how to analyze his book, because like me and Christoph were saying. Like for someone like me, I would know, I would like want to learn like how he processes all that information and mm-hmm. actually puts it to work. Um, so I kind of, I'm going to ask him um, questions like that. Um, but yeah, he seems like a really interesting guy. So I'm keen on getting to know him more. Nice. Nice one. Uh, who, do we have any more books? Christoph, do you have one more or, or what? I have a special one based on a request by Fred. <laughs> It's not a book. This is, this is so cool. Polio, if someone finds it, let me know where you found it and how much you paid for it because I want to know what value this thing has. <laughs> I've never seen this anywhere. Uh, so basically, yeah, it's not sharp, um, but it's the work by Armando and Maurizio Milani, two graphic designers based in New York. But yeah. Say it again, sorry. Who is it by? Armando and Sio Milani. So they are Italian designers, but I think they lived in New York. Um, 
and it just shows as the book that you showed uh, from Pentagram just shows yeah ah. and here you get the information and that's just it basically yeah but I feel like if you're like a starting out graphic designer and you send this to like a bunch of agencies or if you're planning to work in-house that could be something cool and, and funky yeah. that um, agencies pay attention yeah. to compared to like printed CV yeah exactly of course as a starter it's really hard to yeah publish a portfolio that contains that many logos but you can definitely get some inspiration from this I mean I got a lot of portfolios from Polybook that are just one sheet, um, very nice, very very clean as well, um, but they are very good. Um, if you want, like Fred said, send something to, to potential clients, and I picked up the second one as well from my draw. It's basically the same. This one is from uh, Minale Design Strategy. Uh, it's cheaper to make so if you don't want to spend any money you just print it yourself you get yourself a thicker paper you do whatever you want on the cover you um, bind it with some rings and as you can see it's the exact same thing okay you get a bit of information and then just logo name of the client and who's that by? Uh, Minale design strategy so yeah it's it's really nice to see those small portfolios because yeah as we mentioned it gives you inspiration on creating yeah your own uh, portfolios that you can send uh, to to agencies or if you're looking for a job just create something similar it doesn't need to be logos of course i mean it looks nice every time you see a logo but you can just add your own work uh, like a book cover that you designed or a poster when you uh, when you did your school assignment or something like that but yeah, from the moment that you send something physical to an agency, they will definitely notice you. Even if your work isn't good, they will definitely notice you because you send them something physical. Mm. Um, that's also something that, uh, that someone said to me. Um, he is the boss of his division. Uh, he, he brands designs division. And he said, yeah, well, we were looking once for a designer, 70 people applied. So there was only one guy who sent a physical portfolio. We hired that guy. Wow. Yeah. You can see something to stand out. Yeah, that's, that's right. That looks amazing, that book. That, it's just a portfolio. I love these portfolio books. Um, yeah, that's really, really nice. I'm trying to find it on the internet. I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> I, don't think can, I don't think that you can find it. It's so rare um i mean i got it through paul ibu uh, so, yeah. legend yeah i'm very lucky to to know him and it's thanks to him that i have access to to all these beautiful uh, publications got some very nice posters from total designs it's ridiculous i didn't i, I saw i mean i knew total design but when i saw those posters i was like okay they're nice but I had no idea about their value or what they meant or so yeah it's thanks to him that I that I learned to to know all type of I all those kinds uh, I all those designers all those different type of designers as well 
and it's yeah it amazes me every day also every time that i visit him he always shows me something different oh have you already seen this I'm like where does this come from <laughs> why haven't i seen why haven't i seen this yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's yeah it's amazing so many good books out there that's the thing you know we had to see them all i mean just just looking at counterprint this on its own it's beautiful <laughs> there's so many cool books i need to pick up but like you say unless you've got unless you've got a million dollars and you can't really buy them all yeah but even you know i the books that i have um they yeah not all of them are very easy to find but i get the most joy out of, out of these little things because yeah. they're so special and and it's something that you cannot find easily or maybe something that you haven't seen in your life uh, i've seen a lot of things that paul showed me for the first time in my life and i was i was just blown away to be honest um so that's what i enjoy the most uh, actually the books are nice but the small little things the small uh identity guides that paul created or or um yeah finding small brochure by uh Ivan Chermia for example which with with his collages I didn't knew that he made collages as well um, but I got a small um, small leaflet or a small publication with his um with his collage those things are really nice and very interesting to see because that gives you or at least that gives me uh, also an idea um or it shows that those designers who are famous for their branded identities they also did other things mm -hmm. uh, which aren't very known but it shows that they were not just only uh, good at yeah, designing logos or uh, visual identity yeah absolutely absolutely nice one uh, well thank you very much guys for joining in it's been a, it's been a real pleasure yeah do you know, I want to recommend their social media accounts and say hello to everyone yeah you can find more logo books on logo-books.com or just look logo books uh, look for logo books on instagram or youtube uh, you will probably find the most joy on instagram if you're into book reviews you can find yeah logo books on youtube uh, and that's about it nice one yeah go and check out the youtube channel definitely so many cool book reviews you're probably done if, if someone's looking for a design book you should, they've probably you've probably done a review on it if it's a logo book yeah probably but yeah, there are so many logo books. I mean, I think I made, I don't know, 50 videos. I'm, I'm not sure, so definitely not a lot. Um, but the books that I show are very good. I only make reviews of the books that I like uh, because otherwise there is not really a point, in my opinion, to make a video about it um, because I, I don't want to share things that I don't like um, and there is no value in bashing, um, yeah, things that i personally don't like it's, it's just some things that i don't do because i don't yeah, they, that'd be interesting though because if i was looking for a, a review of it and then i saw your your review and then it said don't buy it i wouldn't buy it then that'd be valuable to me because then it would have saved me some money it's true i've <laughs> but yeah but also what's difficult i mean the books that i buy are the books which i'm interested in so i'm not going to buy books that i don't like okay yeah um, i do have one book that i yeah for me it's trash um but I, <laughs> 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 I mentioned that the lost logos books 
Ah, I've got one of those, yeah. Complete trash. But the yeah. last, I think the ninth volume or the tenth, I'm not sure. That volume contains better work, but previously they're all um, trash. They're not logos, they are illustrations, just illustrations. Um, that's something that I often see as well. People um, say that they create logos, but a lot of them just create illustrations, stylized illustrations, but they're still illustrations. Um, and Los Logos contains a lot of those illustration logos. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, well, that's why I... Sorry, sorry? Might, I was going to say, you might as well pick up like Logo Modernism or, or some, some another book. Yeah. Logo Gallery book, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it, of course, also depends on your personal taste and what you like. I mean, there are a lot of people that like these... Yeah, uh, how do I have to call it? I don't want to call it logo because it's not logo. These illustration type of com compiled or compilations, yeah. compiled elements, let's say. There are a lot of people who like that, uh, which is perfectly fine, of course. Um, it's just me personally, I don't like it. And I certainly don't like it when they're called logo. Yeah, yeah. I agree, um, to be honest. Uh, okay, so Matt, where can people find you? You can find more about me at Digifrog Designs on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Dribble, pretty much most places. Nice, nice one, Digifrog Designs. I like that. Uh, Fred? Fred Brown Designs on Instagram, Fred Brown Design on Twitter, and FredBrownDesigns.co, soon to be on web. Nice one. <laughs> you were talking piece like <laughs> soon to be on web. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's not done yet. and. <laughs> you wanted to add some drama to it, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Uh, yeah, you can check out the podcast uh, on the social media as well, at Creative Waffle. Uh, thank you very much for joining in, and I'll see you next time for another episode next Monday. Hey. <laughs> there you go, that's it. <laughs> <laughs>